In today's show, we're previewing the games for Friday. There are 11 of them. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore Beeble and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Today's episode of Locked On Fantasy Basketball is brought to you by McDonald's. Proudly serving communities since 1965, McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty and affordable food. It's a place where the community can come together. A big thank you to our friends at McDonald's for always being there. I'm loving it. Thank you to you also for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. So if you are on one of those platforms right now, let's talk about the games. 11 of them on Friday. We're going to talk uh, what we're watching for. We're also going to talk streaming. So let's do it right now. The first one of those games is the Knicks and the Hornets. The Knicks were um, embarrassed in their last game, and Tom Thibodeau was not really um, quite complimentary of how they uh, of how they played. So um, we'll see if there's anything uh, if there's anything going to change with them or lineups. It he said there wouldn't be, but yeah. We'll always want to watch that. So what are we watching for? Kemba Walker. Probably the major thing I want to watch for for the Knicks, who's struggled the last couple of games. He's been very, very up and down. We know that. But how do the Walker-Rose minutes look? And how does Walker-Rose minutes split look? And how does Walker actually look when he's on the court? I think that's going to be really key. I also want to watch um, Mitch Robinson. And Mitch Robinson says, I'll take it from here. Who has obviously been a little bit disappointing. Absolutely minimal usage. What's his role going to be like? Will he play big minutes if Noel is in? Can he do something to make us go, yeah, what a guaranteed must-roster guy? He hasn't done much of that so far this season. Well, for the Hornets, it's been a bit of a slump for Miles Bridges. We've seen his um, field goal percentage drop over the last three, four games. Everything else has been good. Minutes are fine. Usage is all right. Yeah, peripheral stats are great. I just like to see that efficiency jump back up. And then uh, Kelly Oubre was fantastic in the Hornets' last game, but... You know, we've seen so much up and down from this bloke this season. I don't trust it, and I don't think he's a must-roster guy, and I wouldn't be bothering adding him for an 11-game slate for sure. But let's see how they use him and how he looks in a game like this. Next up, we look at game two. It is the Pistons and the Cavaliers. Let's really, really dig in on Elf Stewart. Is that you, Mr. Stewart? Well, who the hell else do you think it'd be? Get in here, you pair of flaming galahs. Kelly Olenek is out for the next at least six weeks. So there's no excuse for Stewart outside of foul trouble to not play more minutes. Yeah, I don't think he's a 35-minute-a-night guy, but he should be at least getting 27, 28 most nights here. I also want to watch to see how they utilize the backup minutes. Is Luca Garza going to play 20 minutes, 22 minutes? Will Stewart push to 30 minutes and Garza gets 18? Will Trey Lyles play any backup center? How they run that is really, really key. And then watching Cade Cunningham is also interesting. Because Cunningham is a guy that's usage has been really high. The shooting hasn't quite been there. It is coming around. He's adding some peripherals. I, th- I think he's going to be really good. And we're starting to see that come to fruition. For the Cavs, no um, no Colin Sexton, obviously. 
Kevin Love, Lowry, Markkinen still out. So we're going to have Isaac Okoro starting once more. I more want to watch what Okoro can do to, say, Cade, because defensively he's pretty good. But can he do anything to make me think maybe there's a chance of him being a 12-team league guy? There's probably not. While Evan Mobley, always an interesting watch. It's more like what can Mobley do to make me feel confident in being a top 50 player long-term, or not long-term, the rest of this season. I think long-term he's a top 20 guy, to be honest. Um, but also, he's just fun to watch. And how he you know, handles that defensive responsibility that is placed on him is really fun. The Bucks and the Celtics, of course. There's no Brook Lopez. There's no Chris Middleton. So we're going to get more Grayson Allen, most likely. Allen is listed. Oh, he wasn't. Sorry, he was on the injury report. And he's been taken off it with a wrist injury. So that's good news. Um, but we want to see what he's able to maintain. He's a 12-team league guy for now. That will change when Middleton and that come back, I'm pretty sure. But let's see what he does. And then Drew Holiday, who's been not at his best. Last game was definitely showing some signs. But he is still an underrated fantasy guy this year, and he is a bit of a buy-low. Let's see if he can turn that around. Well, for the Celtics, had multiple people tell me today that Al Horford's a droppable player, which is obviously insane. But let's watch what Horford could do, because last game he did drop off. We only saw 24 minutes in that game, and the production fell away, which it was always going to do. Let's see how he responds, and let's hope that finally we can get a game where Jason Tatum... Yeah, hit some shots. He's doing a lot of other stuff. High usage, getting some assists, some rebounds. But the actual field goal percentage has been pretty um, pretty rough, I think is a fair, uh, fair descriptor for how his shooting has been so far. But rough is not a descriptor for McDonald's because they bring you this podcast. They've been proudly serving communities since 1965. McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty and affordable food. It's a place where friends and family can come to reconnect. You know where your local McDonald's is. You have a memory from your local McDonald's. Going in there as a kid, collecting the Happy Meal toys. What was your favorite Happy Meal toy? I remember we had these ones here. They were like spaceships and they turned into like um, oh, plastic containers and they turned into like Frisbee type spaceship things. I don't know. Does anyone remember those? Who remembers the good old days of Mac tonight? There was so much stuff going on with McDonald's. It's always implanted in your head. And you know, is little Bobby going to make an appearance today in this ad? I don't know. I don't know if we'll bring little Bobby out. But when you go to Macca's, you're on a road trip, you're driving past, you're always drawn in. You know, it's just it's a, it's a part of routine. It's a part of community. It's a part of history. You drive past there. Your kids are in the back. Little Bobby, here he is. What does he want? How many today? Two cheesies, Dad. All right, little Bobby. You knock those back. Don't drop any sauce on the car seat. I just had it cleaned. Guys, McDonald's, it is the place for you to go when you want to refuel and reconnect. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I'm loving it. Basketball season is going. Football season is going. And you want to place your bets on it, props, whatever it is, BetOnline is the place to do it. They've updated their website. They have got a great mobile device. And if you sign up using Locked On as our promo code, you get a 50% welcome deposit bonus. Awesome. From basketball, football, the NHL, boxing, UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait and take advantage of all of the great offers they have for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. BetOnline is where the game starts. Let's start by looking at the next game. On the schedule, the Phoenix Suns and the Memphis Grizzlies. We know that DeAndre Ayton is unlikely to play. He is listed as doubtful with this leg injury that Still, he's just, I don't know, not getting better. I don't know what the actual, like, we don't actually know what the injury is. We just know it's a leg issue that has cost him, like, three of the last four games or four of the last five games, actually. So, some clarity there would be great. But Frank Kaminsky's balled out in nearly all of those games. 
So we want to watch what he does. He is an interesting stream if you've got that room, but with 11 games, it is harder. Well, the thing I'm watching for Devin Booker is his assist numbers. They've been up. They've been closer to like 1920 Booker than 2021 Booker. And that's great for his overall fantasy value. While for the Grizzlies, Dylan Brooks is not playing. So we get another opportunity for Bain and for Melton to play those big minutes. So we still get no clarity on how the hell this situation is going to go, but Brooks is out. Also want to watch Stephen Adams and how the Adams, Clark, Anderson situation all plays itself out. Adams has been up and down all year. He's fine in a 12-team league situation. I don't think he's must roster. He's fine to drop if you want him. He's fine to have if you want him. That's sort of where he sits with that limited sort of upside, I would think. The Trailblazers and the Rockets. Yusuf Nurkic. I don't think we're getting 30 minutes a night from Nurkic. I just don't think it's happening. Um, conditioning's not right where it needs to be. He still produces in his limited minutes for sure, but I'm not, just not sure how much his playing time is going to get. But I also want to watch really, really closely Larry Nance. Because last game, Bob Covington was benched. Well, not benched, but minutes reduced, and Nance got more playing time. Will that be a consistent thing, or will Nance go back to playing 17 minutes? I wouldn't be pouncing on Larry Nance, but I'll be watching it just to see how that situation unfolds. For the Rockets, Cousin Kev. We know he's been pretty bad with his um, efficiency numbers pretty much all season. Let's see how the counting stats look, and let's hope we can get some good shooting from Porter. Well, Daniel Tice has put together three pretty strong games in a row. He is okay as a 12-team league guy, much like Steven Adams, though. Limited upside. But as a starter, playing 24, 25 minutes, there's enough there to at least have some short-term value, I think. The Kings and the Thunder. It's been a rough stretch for Rashawn Holmes. Ejected in one game, blown out in a couple, and minutes have dropped way, way off. It's a perfect opportunity to buy him low. But let's see, assuming that Luke Walton's not completely useless, big assumption, but let's see how Holmes' minutes are handled. I also want to see if they decide to play Chemezi Metu. We don't know if Ty Halliburton's going to play. I don't know why I call him Ty. That doesn't sound right. I don't know if Tyrese Halliburton's going to play. Um, here's a question for you. Who's the best Tyrese in the NBA? Um, but Metu showed me enough to think that at some point he could push for Mo Harkless' starting position. So keep an eye on Chemezi Metu. For the Thunder, Derek Favors. Is it 23-minute Derek Favors? Is it 8-minute Derek Favors? Will they start him or Joe Rogan as the starting center? That is always going to be a key thing for us. I think they'll probably go with Robinson Earl instead of Favors, but we don't know. Well, Lou Dort, career high, I think, last game, 27, or if not, season high. Um, really, really good stuff from him. Can that continue? I don't think so. I don't think he's a must-roster 12-team league guy, but he's fine if you want to have him, especially in a points league. In a points league, I think he is must-rostered, to be fair. Minutes are up. And that was a really good uh, scoring performance from him in the last game. The Nets and the Pelicans, the greatest mid-range shooter of all time, which is not actually that hyperbolic, but he's shooting at a level we've never really seen, and that's LaMarcus Aldridge. He's dominating at the moment. I do not believe he maintains 66% two-point shooting numbers. I don't believe that that will happen. But he is a 12-team league guy for now. It is going to come back. I think there is room for his field goal percentage to drop and his minutes to increase, which might actually balance the numbers out. Well, I also want to watch James Harden. Can we get like a 28-point game? That would be awesome. Along with the triple-double, everything else is fine. He's a top-10 player already. For those of you hand-wringing, oh my God, I picked Harden so high, what a disaster. Like he's still a top-10 player. And there is still so much room for him to get better, which is a great sign. For the Pelicans, do they start Herbalife Jones? They started Garrett Temple last game, but Jones got 30-plus minutes. Not that he's a 12-team league guy. He's not. But he can at least be an option for deeper formats. And then Josh the Hitman Hart was ejected last game. Um, and that wasn't you know great for his value. Willie Green was pretty pissed about it. What's Hart's value like, especially if Ingram does not play? The Mavs 
and the Spurs. Dwight Powell put in a nice performance last game. Is that repeatable? Probably not. I think he's more of a stream option than anything else. Well, Reggie Bullock has been absolutely horrendous this year. Compare that to the bloke who played for the Knicks last year. It's a massive, massive difference. Bullock was you know, maybe a fringe 14, 12-team league guy before the season started. He's nowhere near that now. He's just a very 20-team league, deep sort of streamer for threes. The Spurs will be without, once again, um, Jakob Pertl. So big minutes for Thad Young. He's a must roster. And I think Devin Vassell is as well. Again, there's a clear path for Vassell to get 28 a night. McDermott. We don't need to see him play. Honestly, I think Vassell's a better prospect than Keldon Johnson. So he's providing solid enough value now with upside to get better. But let's see how he does. He was really, really good in the last game that we saw him out there. The Nuggets, they host the Hawks. Johnny Collins. Always want to see what we can get from Collins. It's frustrating when he has those low usage nights. Or like last game, he had these weird uh, poor efficiency nights, which he not, not only does. I think... The top 25 player is still in Collins. It's just not going to be realized with the way that this team's currently constructed or the way that McMillan coaches. While fan of pants Kevin Herter went off last game, Hunter and Bogdanovich are still questionable. So it could be an opportunity to use Herter once more. But if those guys return, what role does he go back into? While for the Nuggets, Farton Will Barton's dominating. But Jokic does return in this game. So how does that impact Zeke Naji? Will they still give minutes to Naji, even though Jokic is back? Because Michael Porter still remains sidelined. Or will it be the Jeff and Jermichael Green situation there? Because Doja hasn't really grabbed that opportunity. So will Naji get an, op an option to play alongside Jokic um, as a backup four? Or even as the backup five ahead of Jermichael Green? I don't think that's a crazy scenario. The Bulls and the Warriors. We know that big Nikola Vucevic is out. It's Bulls. It's big Bulls. Bulls is it. I believe they will start Tony Bradley. I think he gets at least 24 to 25 minutes because behind him, their centers are power forward Marko Saminovic, who hasn't played really. Small forward power forward Derek Jones Jr. Power forward Alizé Johnson. There's no centers on this roster. So I want to watch how much they decide to play Bradley. In the past, moments for the, the um, Thunder and especially the Sixers last season, he showed that he could be a 12-team league player. It's really interesting to watch. Also, I want to watch Lonzo Ball, who's been a bit up and down. But yeah, his ability to contribute across multiple categories is always interesting. And whenever he has a bad game, it's always a great time to throw buy low offers because people, is, uh, people look, he has a bad game. They go, oh, I'm going to drop him. My guy, calm down. For the Warriors, Draymond Green, will he play? He's dealing with this um, thigh contusion. So we'll see how he how he goes and if he if he plays or not. If he is out, Kevon Looney got a lot of minutes last game. You might see some rotation minutes from John Kaminga, if that's the case. And then Nimmin Yabilica gets a bigger role. Well, Jordan Poole sucked last game. Him and Draymond had a bit of an argument on the sidelines as well. Um, I, I'd like to see Poole you know, get some of that efficiency back that we saw from him earlier rather than what we saw last game. The Timberwolves and the Lakers. Patrick Beverly, I imagine, will continue to start and be a 12-team league guy, but I am really watching Naz Reed. A lot of minutes next to Carl Towns, good production. If he plays 20-plus a night, he is at least a 12-team consideration guy and absolutely a 14-team league player. But he's got to battle Okogi and McDaniels and Vanderbilt um, to get those extra minutes. But we've seen the last two, his minutes push up. While for the Lakers, Malik Monk went bananas last game. Will that continue? I don't know. Austin Reeves is out, so there is more minutes available for him. Also more minutes available for Avery Bradley. Rondo's questionable. Davis is probable. LeBron still remains out. Um, so Monk and Bradley have opportunities to get some pretty decent minutes in this one. Monk, obviously, the better fantasy producer out of the two. 
Thanksgiving is coming up and it is a holiday that we know it's about family, but it's also about good food. And a lot of good food, unfortunately, is full of calories and full of sugar. Built Bar is neither of those things. 130 calories per bar, four grams of sugar. They're low fat as well, but they're high in protein. These are the delicious protein bars that can actually double as a delicious dessert treat. So instead of a slice of pie that's 300 plus calories, get out of here, 130 calories for a Built Bar, you're going to be the hero of Thanksgiving when you crack open your box, giggity, and bring out all of those delicious flavors. Check out their website, Built.com, because there is new flavors being released all the time for Built Bar. Get yourself some boxes, but use the code LOCKED15. That'll save you 15% off of Built Bar. So go to Built.com and use that promo code LOCKED15 to save 15%. Let's look at the top streamers for nine cat leagues, if you even have an ability to use them given the size of this schedule. Pat Beverly, must roster anyway. JaVale McGee, good streamer. Tony Bradley, good short-term ad. Dwight Powell, definite streamer. Eubanks, absolutely a 12-team guy while Pirtle is out. Frank the Tank, Got to add him as well. Jay Crowder, yeah, he, yeah, whatever. Uh, C.D. Osman, the Discman. Uh, Dorian Finney-Smith, always the streamer as well. Yeah, Powell, Crowder, um, Finney-Smith, and Royce O'Neill are the most elite 12-team stream options you can find. They're always available, and they always should be streamed in and then moved on from. Let's look at some deeper league options, though. These guys are rostered in less than 10% of leagues. McGee, Tone Bradley, Dwight Powell, Chetty Osman, the Shark Bruce Brown, Killian Hayes, Naz Reed. Worth a 14-team league ad anyway. Javante Green and Damian Lee. And then lastly, we look at points league options. All available in over 50% of Yahoo leagues. Beverly, Kaminsky, Baisley, Eubanks, McGee, Josh the Hitman Hart, Chetty Osman, and Tone Bradley. Guys, that will do it for me today. Don't forget to follow this podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. Give me a thumbs up. Leave your comments down below. If you're here on YouTube, subscribe and hit that notification bell. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.